0: Well, uh, the day has come. Toxie has officially died. It's over. It. It is over.
1: That means we're. There's no chance we're getting any more checks.
0: She's. She's dead. She's. She's not coming back.
2: Hello and welcome to NPR's Planet Money. I'm David Kestenbaum. Today is Friday, September 24th.
1: And I'm Khanna Jafi-Walt. And that was me you heard talking to Wit Solberg of Mission Peak Capital at the top there. Wit helped us buy Toxie, our toxic asset. And so it was fitting that he was the one to deliver the sad news this week. Just eight months after we bought her, Toxie has passed.
2: Toxie was one of trillions of dollars of mortgage bonds, financial instruments that were central to this crisis that helped to bring on a global recession. So today's show, a memorial service where we remember her and the many lessons she taught us. I have to say, I thought she would
3: leave more in her will. Anyway, first, our Planet Money Indicator. Today's appropriately morbid and real estate related Planet Money Indicator, 11 and a half months. Uh, that's how long it would take to sell all of the homes on the market in August, according to figures out this week from the National Association of Realtors. Just to get a sense of what that means, in a healthy market, you'd expect that figure to be somewhere around six months.
1: And this is basically the story that you told us about a month ago, that there was this glut of houses. There was a huge oversupply of houses and not enough demand for all those houses.
3: Yeah. And, and you know, that's the simplest classic sign that prices are likely to fall. And, and in fact, that number that I, that I gave a month ago, that, that was the number for July. And that July number was the worst in more than a decade. The August number that's out this week, that's the second worst in more than a decade. So, you know, it's striking to me, a lot of the news coverage basically said home sales up for August. But to me, the, the number said home sales for August, second worst in a decade, And then on top of of these really quite bad sales numbers, you have this huge sort of looming wave of foreclosures that's very likely going to be coming through the pipeline in the next year or two, which will only add to this glut of unsold houses, which is bad for anybody who's hoping to sell a house in the next few years.
1: And it also seems like bad news for toxic asset owners, right? Housing prices going down, that means all those other toxic assets that have yet to die will be following Toxie to her grave. Yeah.
3: If you you own a bond full of mortgages, you want home prices to go up, right? And and this glut of unsold houses is is bad news for Toxies and Toxie owners everywhere.
1: Right, which we know from very personal experience. All right. Thank you, Jacob.
3: Thanks, guys.
2: Thank, thank you all for coming. If you've never been to a funeral for a bond, for a toxic asset before, this is going to be a lot like a normal funeral, except that the casket you see here is eight and a half by 11 inches. In this case, we are burying a stack of 300 pages of mortgage bond documentation that described Toxie. That's what she was.
1: Yeah, thank you all for coming. We're, we're really pleased to have such a good turnout. I see Alan Greenspan over there in the back. Nice to see you. Timothy Geithner, Treasury Secretary. And uh, we have a nice full front row here of all you guys from the big banks. I know you all owned Toxies, too. Many of you still do.
2: On the programs that were handed out for the ceremony this afternoon, you will see we have three speakers listed. They're each going to be talking about a lesson they learned from Toxies' short life. We'll be calling up the speakers one by one. But first, Hannah and I will start things off with a brief remembrance.
1: Okay, so here goes... We met Toxie in Kansas City back in January. We spent two long, cold days with Wit at Mission Peak Capital searching for her. And we had big hopes for her life with us. She, she was an investment, sure, but mostly we wanted to understand her and her kind. Those two words, toxic asset, you read them and all the newspaper stories, trillions of dollars worth of them. And we wanted to have one of our own, to take apart, to find the stories in one 300-page bond stories about what caused the crisis and what was to come.
2: And Hannah, in the beginning, I really thought there was a good chance we would actually make money on our toxic asset investment, or at least break even. I used to do physics, and when we decided to buy a toxic asset, there was a part of me that thought, look, it can't be that hard to figure out what one of these things is worth. You get a bunch of home mortgages, you throw them together, there you go, a mortgage bond. When people pay their mortgages, some of the money goes to the owners of the bond. We would own a piece of that bond. It's not quantum mechanics.
1: No, it is worse. It's as if the laws of the universe were written by hundreds of lawyers and Wall Street guys. So Witt and his staff spent two days helping us pick a bond to buy, running each bond through a computer model they had at Mission Peak named Brandy, named after Witt's wife. And one time printing out a 600-page prospectus, going through it with a highlighter. (laughs) You're laughing. That doesn't seem like a good sign.
0: (laughs) In the event of insolvency of Lehman Brothers, payments due under the interest rate cap. Dude, this is a disaster. This is a disaster.
2: These things were little encyclopedias of the financial crisis. Eventually, we found one which we bought for $1,000. Now, $1,000, we thought we were getting a great deal because originally what we bought would have cost $75,000 back when this bond was first made at the height of the bubble. Now we were getting it for almost 99% off. How could we lose? Witt called up this guy, Chris, on the speakerphone, who worked for a local bank, and the toxic asset was ours.
3: Proud owner of a bouncing little uh, private label mortgage-backed security.
2: We prefer toxic asset.
3: Maturity value purchased for the cheap, cheap value of $1,012.09.
0: We will print screen on the settlement ticket. You can take it home with you.
1: Thank you. Are you going to affirm? Can I click affirm?
0: You can click affirm.
1: Here we go. There you go. It's
0: <laughs> All right. And so then we messaged over. There's our tickets. We asked you
2: listeners to give her a name, and Toxie it was.
1: We felt really optimistic. Wit put Toxie through his computer model, Brandy. And you definitely think seeing Brandy in action, you can predict this stuff. It's taking into account all the houses, all the complicated nuances of the bond. And in the end, it says right there on the computer screen we could double our money. So each of us reporters put in $200 from our own pockets and we took Toxie home.
2: Okay, I think that brings us to our first speaker and our first big lesson. Ladies and gentlemen, we've asked Wit Solberg himself to say a few words of remembrance. Wit, I saw you in the parking lot before the funeral and I know your feelings, like the feelings of a lot of people here are complicated. You're experiencing a lot of anger right now. You bought a slice of Toxie also, and like us,
0: lost a lot of money. Okay, come on up. Good riddance, uh, Toxie. You showed promise to begin. Uh, you you had all of the potential. I mean, we bought you, uh, you know, our, our friends bought you for $1,000 and you had the potential to make them $75,000. At least, at least you could have given them a $1,000. And you couldn't even do that. And I look forward to having the dirt be pushed on top of your little grave and um, may it be very thick dirt so there i i end my obituary thank you
2: wit solberg so there you have it folks the first lesson we knew toxic assets were complicated but we never realized how complicated even with experts like wit even with the computer model brandy we lost half our money
1: lesson one you are not smarter than the toxic asset For lesson two, let's uh, bring up one of our next speakers. He's also at the funeral here, and he was close to Toxie in his own way.
4: I was sorry to hear about Toxie's passing. My name is Michael Braga. I'm a reporter, investigative reporter with the Herald Tribune in Sarasota, Florida, and an assistant business editor. And uh, I uh, met Toxie sort of by accident because uh, the NPR uh, reporters – called and and asked whether we might be able to help find out who received the mortgages that were in Toxie. The NPR reporters felt that the people in Toxie would largely be homeowners who had uh, uh, lost their jobs, been unable to uh, pay for their mortgages. But what they found when they came down here was that uh, Toxie also contained people who were not innocent, who bent the law, broke the law in order to get mortgages, and then walked away uh, from those mortgages. Uh, There was more than just, much more in Toxie than just homeowners who had lost their dream houses.
1: Thank you, Michael Braga. You know, I remember driving around Sarasota, Florida with Michael, and he helped us find nine homeowners that were in Toxie. And we were surprised to learn four of those homeowners weren't people who had saved up for a dream house for years. They were investors, investors whose investments had gone south and in turn were making our investment go south.
2: And when we got back to our office in New York, I was reading through an FBI affidavit, a court document, and it had a short list of addresses where the mortgages were allegedly fraudulent. I was going through the list and one of those addresses on the list was in Toxie. So, Michael Braga tells us our little Toxie may be connected to the largest fraud ring in Florida history. There were more than dreams in Toxie, there was also greed, and there was possibly fraud.
1: Toxie's life was brief. We bought her in January, and just a few months later, she got sick. And that's when we learned our third big lesson.
2: Back in the beginning, the checks were coming in. Homeowners were making their payments, and Toxie was sending us money every month. $141, $190, then $44, then $72. Then May, four months ago, Witt Solberg came in with some news.
0: Well, the the patient... Uh, Toxie didn't get a payment this
2: month. In other words, our che- so we're supposed to get a check every month. How much is our check for this month? Uh, it's
0: for zero. Zero. Yeah, there wasn't a check.
1: <laughs> wait, 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 nothing. We're not getting anything.
0: Hey, you know, I'm, I'm, it's you're still alive though. It, She's sort of in a coma. You know, a dazed state. A dazed state. Yeah. This
2: was not supposed to happen. Not this way. So we took Toxie to a doctor of sorts, a man named Samir Noriega, who used to work at J.P. Morgan. He was too busy with the financial markets to come here today, so he's joining us by phone. Okay, Samir, go ahead.
3: Um, You know, unfortunately, when I first uh, saw Toxie back in April, the prognosis was not a a good one. And and unfortunately, uh, you know, a very devastating disease and and attacks, you know, the victims very quickly and very much like a cancer that ate away at her very quickly. And I'm sorry to say uh, that today she's uh, passed on.
1: Thank you, Samir. So we knew Toxie was toxic and we knew she would get sick and die at some point. But no one predicted it would be at the hand of this particular illness. Not wit, not the computer model Brandy. Samir told us he wouldn't have seen it either.
2: Here is essentially how everyone thought Toxie would die, how Toxies traditionally die. Basically, everyone who buys a piece of this bond, we are all standing in line to get paid. And some people are near the front of the line. They're holding a different part of the bond, a safer part. And some people are near the back.
1: We are at the back. And that's why our part is toxic. So every month people make mortgage payments. There's a big pot of money. And that money is used to pay the first person in line and then the second and then the next. And it trickles down the line. So we expected that the money would run out at some point because of foreclosures. But that is not what happened.
2: We took Toxie to the doctor, Samir Noriega, and he told us the reason for Toxie's coma. It turned out what killed her was loan workouts, mortgage modifications, banks helping out homeowners and saying, you know that money you owe us? You don't have to pay it all back.
1: I remember when we took Toxie to Samir back in April, he pointed to his computer screen like it was an X-ray.
4: Here you have 200 grand that were forgiven of principal.
2: They forgave $200,000?
4: That's what it looks like.
2: What are they doing? I mean, I feel for that person, but you know, <laughs> that was money we were supposed to be getting some of. Yeah.
1: This, this was the third really big lesson, and it actually helped explain one of the reasons why the foreclosure crisis was so hard to solve and, and still is so hard to solve.
2: Traditionally, we had thought of loan modifications as a good thing for everyone, for the homeowner and for the lender at the other end. Good for the homeowner because now his loan is $200,000 less. So hopefully he can make more monthly payments and stay in his house. And it's good for the lender because now they don't have to take over the house and try to sell it for maybe even a bigger loss.
1: But it turns out loan workouts are bad for one group of people, us. If you own a toxic asset on the edge of death, it is bad for you. You're at the back of the line. So any losses to the bond hit you first.
2: So imagine lots of lines with nervous investors at the back of all of them who are not so excited about loan modifications.
1: And you can understand why they're not excited because just a handful of loan modifications were enough to make our taxi very sick to set her on a totally different path. And up until this point, I had felt like the homeowners and us were on the same side. We want Toxie to survive and be healthy, and they want Toxie to survive and be healthy. But when that first check came in for zero dollars and zero cents, suddenly our interests were no longer aligned.
2: There is one more thing we all learned from you, Toxie. We learned exactly how much you were worth The problem with toxic assets, remember, was that no one could figure out what they were worth. Remember how people were afraid some of the world's largest banks were insolvent? That's because toxic assets were so complicated and based on the real estate market, which was such a mess. Now we have an answer to the biggest question at the height of the crisis, at least for one toxic asset. We now know what you were worth, Toxie, $449.06. That, for me, gives me a real sense of
1: closure. Oh. Wait, David, uh, someone's coming up. It's Wit. Wit Solberg is uh, making his way up to the podium again. I, I think he's not buying the whole closure thing. I guess he's going to say a few more words.
0: We're in like the third inning, if, if you will, on the toxic asset business. There's still a lot more that's sitting in people's balance sheets, you know, waiting for the day that they're able to sell. They're not going away anytime soon. So, so can we say at least that with Toxie's death, we are one
2: step closer to knowing what all these toxic assets are worth, and one step closer to the end of the financial crisis. No, you no. can't.
0: I'm sorry, David. I know you wanted me to say yes. Now we have an answer, though. You have an answer. We know what
2: Toxie is worth, but there's still a lot more out there.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, the line's really, really long. Like around around the corner, you know, up the steps, long line.
1: All right, we're trying to wrap up here. Taxi is survived by millions of investors and homeowners who are part of some other toxic asset story. We still don't know how those stories are going to end.
2: The economy is more stable than it was when we bought Taxi, but what's going to happen with the housing market is still a big unknown. That's it. Thank you all for coming. Hey, Hannah, Mm -hmm. there's still one more thing we have to do. What? We have to scatter the ashes.
1: You mean you mean dispense what remains of Toxie, the, the money that we got back from her? Yeah. All right, so let's go into the very same room where eight months ago you each gave me $200 in cash. I'm going to gather the Planet Money team there all together. So you each gave me, there were five of us, you each gave me $200. Yep. Yeah. All right, so who should I pay first? You can pay Adam first. I'll take the All right, the money. Adam, here you go. Twenty forty. dollars 60, 80, 85, 86, 87,
3: 88, 89. So this is it. This is what Toxie has come down to.
1: Oh no, wait here. And he uh, <laughs>
3: brings out the change:
1: 80
3: cents. Here you go. <laughs> this is so depressing.
1: Wait, does that mean we're all only getting that much back? $89.80.
2: We turned your $200 into $89.
1: It's really depressing that this is all that's left of Toxie. That's it.
2: Yeah, this feels like a very little... I have more in my wallet than you just gave me.
3: So, so I've been sitting here lurking. You know, I, w- I wasn't here yet when, uh, when you guys did this, so I didn't have a chance to get in on this.
2: That's Planet Money blogger Jacob Goldstein. He wasn't part of the staff when we bought Toxie, but he was sitting in the room watching us each get our
3: $89.80, and I think he felt kind of left out. And I I feel sorry. I I do. I do feel sorry. Um, So look, I have a proposition, basically. It's very safe. Sounds familiar. It involves you giving me $89.80, each of you. You have it there sitting there in front of you. Adam, you already said it doesn't feel like a lot of money. (laughs) I want you to take that money right now, put it in my hand, because I have what for all of history has been the very definition of a sound investment. Gold. Gold. One <laughs> word. Me and Kestenbaum are going to go. We're going to buy whatever—a penny, a penny-sized piece of gold. That will be our rock. That and you're going to bring in a gold. We're going to see the gold. We are going to have what you call a gold. <laughs> <laughs> and wait. So gold is at incredibly, unusually high rates right now. What likelihood is there that it will increase above these incredibly high? bubble-like rates, or are we going to be sitting in this studio eight months from now
1: <laughs> with $60? $60. With
3: $60 or $30? Well, you know, to, to tell you the truth, that's what me and Kestenbaum want to want to figure out. You know, it, gold is this really interesting thing, right? Like, people who argue that the U.S. dollar is, you know, this sort of fictional currency say, but gold is the real thing. And what I want to figure out, actually, is, like, why is gold the real thing? Like, isn't gold just another fiction, just another abstraction? I realize I'm not making a case to spend your money on gold (laughs) right now, but I hope that I'm making a case to invest in the narrative of gold. All right, here's my money.
4: Here's my money. Thanks, Thanks, man. I'm in. Here.
3: Thank you.
1: Here's all of it. Hannah. All right. Here you go. (laughs) I was a little reluctant.
2: So today is an end to Toxie, but we wanted it also to be a beginning. We're going to be buying gold and bringing you stories about gold.
1: If nothing else, it will be much prettier than our toxic acid.
2: does it for us and Toxie we have online for you an awesome animated cartoon imagining Toxie's funeral by Stephen Neary with help from his girlfriend Connie Lee Chan
1: also thanks to Robin Arno the sound engineer who added all the great explosions to that video that is up (laughs) on our website right now
2: you can see that and hear all the stories in our Toxie series at npr.org slash toxic
1: And thank you all for all your notes and phone calls for Taxi. We're going to post some of those on our blog, npr.org slash money.
2: I'm David Kestenbaum.
1: And I'm Khanna Jaffe-Waltz. Thanks for listening.